This is Dollars and Sensibility with Tom Stone. And we're gonna talk about what you really want. And at the end of the day, how to get what you really want is to understand money. Guild Mortgage, NMLS number 3274, Tom Stone, NMLS number 257849. The information contained in these podcasts are for educational purposes only and do not necessarily express the opinions of Guild Mortgage. Welcome to another episode of Dollars and Sensibility. And today I've invited a true VIP, someone who is on that high level and she's looking funny at me right now. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Setting this up. Nicole Ferguson from Mountain Refined. Welcome, Nicole. Thanks for having me, Tom. So you said yes to this because we're friends. Yes. Right. But also, I think what I love about you, many things I love about you, you love to give back. I do. It's a passion of mine. What's the deal? Because sometimes that becomes a problem too. It does. And you have taught me that I have to have boundaries. <laughs> and I have thought a lot about this, like probably end of September, early October yeah. until now, like that has been heavy on my mind, well, setting been, boundaries. I was going to kind of, I was going to kind of go into that slowly, but man, we just right went, went right, right to it. We, we did. Let's, we go, just, let's go there for a second. All so, right. So let me just maybe set from my side. Absolutely. Okay? And then you can kind of go from your side. So you and I volunteer on the main street committee. And the Main Street Committee has done more and more and more things, and we've had less and less and less help. Yes. Right? At least from volunteers. We certainly have um, the city who's behind us and the chamber. I think th those are wonderful partners. But less and less for whatever reasons, you know, there's been less and less people getting busy with, with their businesses, those kind of things. But you went to a place where you said, okay, I'm just going to take it all on. I'm yep. going to do, we were talking about a Halloween event. I'm going to do it all. And you came to our meeting and you said, I've got this picture in my mind. We're going to have dancers over here. We're going to have trick-or-treaters over here. I'm going to call these people, do that, this and that. And it went on for about 20 minutes. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> went on for like 20 or so minutes. Not that I was sitting there watching the clock. It was just the energy. It was like, and this, and this, and this, and that, and that, and that, and this, and that. And I watched and I looked at my friend, Nicole, and I said, this might be the time where we step back, right? Yes, which was really hard for me because I was so excited about what I had planned in my head. So the other thing that I'm going to insert right now, come back to is, so you have a passion. Yes. And generally when you do something, you do it passionately. Yes. That's part of my personality. I am mm -hmm. like all in or nothing. Mm -hmm. So after that meeting, we actually sat on my couch and chatted for quite a while. And I, I saw in my friend something that I said, you know, I was taught something once by someone very, very smart that said, we train people how to treat us. And that's kind of a statement that you're, you've been thinking about. Oh, a hundred percent. And not just in this scenario, like I keep thinking about that advice and reflecting on my life and different things that have happened professionally and personally. And mm -hmm. that has like, you nailed me. I have <laughs> trained like people how to treat me my entire life and it hasn't always been positive. But somewhere along the lines, your, your problem solving was, I'm just going to do more. I'm just going to make sure I cover 
All the bases. Whoever isn't, I'm going to step up. Yes. I hate to fail. Mm. I hate it. Like failing is not an option. So either I hope that I have friends and colleagues with me to do this with me, but if not, I'm okay to do it by myself too. But that's not positive. (laughs) So that's been your mentality. That's a wonderful mentality. It's like, wow, I want her on my team. And, but the downfall is what? You get burned out. Mm. You get taken advantage of, Mm. and you teach people how to treat you. So the whole (laughs) Halloween party can be dumped on one person person. and everyone will let you do that. And then, and again, I was a little bit surprised at this, but it's also just because maybe I don't see it. You had people coming to you complaining. Oh, all the time. Like every single morning, my phone would ring or the text would come. Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? And my response was the same. I've been doing Mm -hmm. because of what you taught me. So where are you stepping up? And I started to delegate different aspects of the Halloween party saying, if you are so passionate, take this portion mm-hmm. of it. This is what I need you to do. And one but by they one, they dropped by fly like flies mm-hmm. and it was okay for them, but it wasn't okay for me in their eyes. I think because I've trained people that I will just do it. And mm-hmm. so it was the shock value that I said, no, you can do this and I will mentor you and give you my thoughts in my head Mm -hmm. because that's valuable too. Of course. Of course. So it was very interesting. So how is this newfound uh, discovery, I guess, I don't know if that's the way to say it, translated into business? Have you done anything different in your business? Is it the same? Tell me what you've done. Um, So my business has been this ever evolving thing. Mm -hmm. It never stays stagnant. I get really uncomfortable if things are not moving and changing. But since this conversation in the fall, I treat my employees much differently. I um, so I'm used to, you don't want want to come to work. That's okay. I'll step up and cover your shift Mm -hmm. and probably still pay you. Mm -hmm. Or you don't like the project that I've given you, that's okay. I'll step up and I'll take it. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. If you truly can't come to work, that's okay, mm-hmm. but I don't have to pay you for it. Mm-hmm. And you might not have a job long-term mm-hmm. and I'm even like the customers, people will come to me. I had a customer come in on Saturday and want a piece of furniture. And she compared me to a store over in Park City that I know their markup. We compete Mm -hmm. regularly. Mm -hmm. And she said, I need a designer discount on this. And I said, perfect. I would love to do that. Here's the credentials that I need so that I know you're a real designer. Mm -hmm. And then I would be happy to send over this discount. And I do it on volume because designers furnish whole homes. Absolutely. And not just- We're gonna give a discount to that person. Absolutely, without a question. Mm well, don't you know who I am? No, I don't know who you are. (laughs) And this is the credential. And she was so angry that I wasn't going to give a discount on one affordable piece of furniture. And normally I might've been, well, I feel bad, so I'll do this. Mm -hmm. And this time I just said, it's okay. I know where my prices are. I'm confident in what I'm selling. Mm -hmm. And if you would like it, It's here. here And if you don't, that's okay too. And I walked away 
And she came back and bought the piece of furniture mm -hmm. at full price. Mm -hmm. So, but it was a change of mindset for me. Interesting. So, so what do you say? This is, you've already answered it, but there's a phrase that I was taught early in my business. It seems how things just kind of get passed along. I said, the client is always right. Oh, no way. <laughs> I think that the client <laughs> is so important yeah. and I value a client, mm -hmm. but what I value more on that is how we treat our clients. But I think it's okay to demand that same sort of treatment back. So if I'm going to treat my clients good, I also expect them to treat me good in return, mm -hmm. right? Well, that's what I believe. I believe that too. And I also believe that like, there's enough stores out there. There's enough clients out there. I don't have to work with everyone. Mm -hmm. If you make me mm -hmm. go crazy, that's okay. I've fired a couple clients since mm -hmm. our conversation on how I treat people or how I allow people mm -hmm. to treat me. I've had to part ways with some because sure. it wasn't a positive experience. Mm -hmm. And do I value the money that they might bring my business and help me grow? Sure I do, mm -hmm. but it's not worth losing sleep over. There's something to that. My, I've been taught and my son reminds me multiple times there's riches in the niches. And if we try and be everything to everybody, maybe we're not becoming as profitable as we could be if you don't find that certain niche. Yes. Do you have a niche? Or are you trying to be everything to everybody? Oh, no. No. I know that I can't be everything to everyone. In fact, um, we used to do blinds and window treatments. Mm -hmm. And it was something that we were just falling short in every time. Mm -hmm. And it so was... people were getting upset. Oh, so upset. Mm -hmm. And just a negative experience. So I contacted Jess over at budget blinds and said, mm -hmm. Hey, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. It's not our strong point. Mm -hmm. Can we have some sort of referral system back and forth? And it has been fantastic. So I'm, you still come get the service from your store. Yes. Well, they come and get the service. I actually give them the owner's card mm -hmm. and I say, go talk to Jess over at budget blinds. He'll take care of you. And he does. And then when he goes into a home, if people need flooring or furniture, mm -hmm. he refers it back. And it's a beautiful thing because we're both helping a business grow. So what's your specialty over there? Well, we, so we're the largest store in Heber for home furnishings. Mm -hmm. So I know that we have the best flooring mm -hmm. industry around my flooring guy. He's I can't brag him up enough. Like he's knowledgeable. His customer service is great. He's fair in his prices. So I know that I have the best of that in the Valley. And then I also have a great selection of inexpensive to high-end furniture and then home decor. Like there's, I think our main street struggles and this mm -hmm. is part of my passion. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of places to go buy a birthday gift or, mm -hmm. What am I going to take to the hostess or a birth, you know, whatever mm -hmm. it is. And so we've created this, I mean, I sell olive oils and mm. pasta in the middle of all of this furniture. Are you, are you getting out of your niche or is that your niche? No, I think I've found that it's a niche for anything that's a little higher quality of something brought to your home. Well, so anything to do with your home, anything to do with your home. What do you say to someone that says, well, I'm just going to go to RC Willie. That's okay. I don't want to be RC Willie <laughs> because I sell a little higher end okay. than that. Um, 
I don't sell disposable furniture. Hmm. Um, if you're looking for something that is tailored right to you, that might be customizable or has a great warranty on it. I don't sell anything less. My upholstery all has lifetime warranty on the frame. Hmm. All of it. If it doesn't come with that, I won't sell it. So if someone says, Hey, I might go to RC Willie, that's just not your client. Yeah. And, and I'm okay with that. And that's okay. Yep. And have you always said that, or is that something that you've come to? No, that's something that I've come to. How did that process work? So I worked in this, it was a family business mm -hmm. and my dad had it and he went through all these different phases of the business. And at one point when I first started working for him, he wanted to, every time an RC Willie truck would come into town, he would get so angry. Mm -hmm. Why didn't they even come in and let me price it? I mm -hmm. get that. Mm -hmm. And it became a personal attack on him every time he saw that truck, yep. right? Mm -hmm. And I finally looked at him and I said, we can't be that, mm -hmm. nor do we want to be that. Mm -hmm. Why don't we go after someone that values a little better quality? And we, we just have to rethink what we're doing. I love to work with a client on doing a custom sofa. That is one of my favorite things. Or mm -hmm. I'll draw up a piece of furniture and send it over to my builders and say, hey, can you help us create this? Mm -hmm. That is really fun. And I get way more enjoyment out of that than there's a $5.99 sofa over in the corner. Go mm -hmm. take that. Mm -hmm. And then maybe they're mad at me later because it fell apart. Because it fell apart. Yeah. You said, let's go after that. You said, hey, let's switch our mentality. How do you go after that clientele? How do you go after that person? How do you switch? What is the actual day-to-day -day actions that change? Well, I think, number one, your mindset has to switch. Mm -hmm. You can't be angry when you see the competitor's truck in town. Mm -hmm. You can't be angry when you can't please everyone's needs. So I think once you start acting like the thing that you're selling, if you're going after a higher end client, you have to start thinking of yourself as higher end. Mm -hmm. And so it becomes, it becomes a mindset. And then I think in your decisions that you're making, you have that higher end clientele in your mind and you have a standard that you won't go below. And so everything has a higher bar to it. Am I right to say, and again, I don't have an answer to this. It's a real question. But that particular transition that you changed your mindset was chronologically before the second mindset of training people how to treat me. Oh, 100%. So tell me the evolution of, hey, I'm going to change my mindset to go over, excuse me, to go after a higher paying clientele and then making sure I get treated the right way. Just yeah. the evolution of that thought process. So I, I think that as I was training my mindset to who I wanted to be and the clientele that I wanted to go after, I also started looking at my competition different. I think that's the first thing that I did. I made a point to know who the owners in town were in the competition. I make a point to shop there. Mm -hmm. I make mm -hmm. a point to go in and not hide as a secret shopper, mm -hmm. but I am very vocal and I say, hi, I'm Nicole. I own Mountain Refined and I love your store and I wanted to get to know you. Mm -hmm. I volunteer with them on things I advertise with them or I give them opportunities to advertise with me. 
So that, Wait a that's way too much. <laughs> well, but I wanted to, I felt like if I wanted to be more high end, that had to be, it had to start with me. Mm-hmm. So I think classy people treat people classier mm-hmm. and they don't get angry behind closed doors. And I also think that if you're more gracious with what you do, that graciousness, it, it comes across people, people watch you and they know how you treat other people, mm-hmm. whether you know that they do or not, they're watching you. So I think that, and I don't think that your mindset is something you can fake. Mm-hmm. So don't be fake, be authentic, like put yourself in awkward positions so that you can learn. And I also find like by getting to know my competition, I learn their mindset. Mm-hmm. I learn how they work. Mm-hmm. I learn what's working for them and what's not. And I don't want to sell the same thing that everyone does. And I don't want to mm-hmm. offer the same services. I want to be different. And I wouldn't know how to do that if it wasn't. So I think that's the first thing that happened. Not be afraid of your competition. No, don't be afraid of them. There's Embrace them. Embrace them. Work together. All ships rise in the harbor. Yes. And if I can lift someone else up, I become stronger as well. And then I think we become stronger as a unit and as a whole valley. So I I love power in numbers. I love working with people and networking. So that was the first thing. Mm. Then I think with that mindset of I have to get to know people and I have to work with people, my phone started ringing. Hey, I want you to do this advertising with me. Okay, I will. But I want you to do all the work. And at first I started doing it. Well, and then, the treat you thing. Okay. yes, here okay. comes the treat you thing. And so I, at first I was like, okay, I need to do this because I'm new in this. And this is a new thing that I'm learning. Sure. Right. Like you have to That's probably true. Right. Yeah. So we started with that. And then I started slowly pulling back to see if people were just using me mm-hmm. or if people actually wanted to work with me. Mm-hmm. And when this whole Halloween thing came up and we had our heart to heart, I went home. I can't tell you, like, I think about it daily. I think about it in my personal life, with my children, with my husband, with everyone that I interact with. I'm training you how to treat me. Mm -hmm. And so I want to work with people, but I also want people to benefit me as well as not just me doing all the work for people. Let's go there for a second. You want to be benefited personally out of this. A hundred percent. I would lie if I didn't say yes. Also, you probably want to be profitable. A hundred percent. And if someone were to say to you, well, be careful, don't be so selfish. What would you say? Is it really selfish to have goals and try to hit that goal? Is that being selfish? Like, I don't think that it is. And it's not that I'm being vindictive or walking over somebody. I think that that's the difference. And that's what I would probably define as selfishness. If I'm tearing someone else down to bring myself up, mm-hmm. that is very selfish. That might be the difference right there. And I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I would love to grab my competitor's hand and say, hey, you're really good at this. Mm-hmm. I'm really good at this. Let's walk through this together because we'll both become stronger. And you've had people accept that. Yes. It's great. To me, I think, honestly, the the shop local thing here in Wasatch County is, you know, if you could have the power, say, hey, shop locally all together versus on Main Street feeling competition, mm-hmm. there's some power in that. In the mortgage side of things, 
it, I don't know. It's certainly not where I want it to be because I just think, you know, there's some things that maybe, well, I'll be honest with you. I think I can do it all. And that sounds cocky. I know, but as far as getting a mortgage, you know, whether you're first time home buyer or this, I think I can do it, but there might be just a better fit personality wise Yes. with somebody that says, you know, I just fit with this guy better or this lady better. Okay. That's cool. Mm -hmm. But if you know, Hey shop, give everyone here locally a, a shot at a mortgage versus going online or we're going to the Valley. That's power right there. Yes. And, and I would say that because there are some things like, I don't want you buying a piece of furniture somewhere else if I have it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, I don't want that, mm -hmm. but I want you to want to shop from me. Mm -hmm. And then I would hope that we create a good enough relationship that if we get to a spot where I say, you know what, I don't offer that service, mm -hmm. but let me give you to my friend who I know will take good care of you because they do offer that service. I'll give you a great example. Okay. So we full service home, right? Mm -hmm. I offer wallpaper, wallpaper hangers, flooring, mattresses, all the things. Mm -hmm. I also do some home decorating, mm -hmm. but I'm not a licensed interior designer. Mm -hmm. So if you come to me and you want someone to spit brains with and ideas, I'm fantastic at that. Mm -hmm. I've helped build a lot of homes. I can give you all the specs. I can draw it up, but I don't work on CAD. Mm -hmm. nor am I licensed. Mm -hmm. So if you are, you're building a spec home mm -hmm. and you need a licensed interior designer, mm -hmm. not just someone with good, pretty ideas. Mm -hmm. So I would say, Hey, Brie over at Midway interiors. Mm -hmm. She's fantastic. Yeah. I watch her stuff. I know her. She's very talented and she is easy to work with. Mm -hmm. So I would say to my client, let me get you to hear I think I could sit down with Brie and go, here's the design that we're going for. Mm -hmm. You do this portion of it. That would, to me, that to me. sounds like a win-win, yep. right? And for the side note, you're going to do the flooring in that house. So, you know, so Brie does that side and Sean yeah, does the flooring, right? Right. Like it, everyone, there's a everyone. piece for everyone. And I think that that's where we have to kind of change our mindset in this valley, maybe, mm -hmm. is that. There is, there's a piece for everyone. I can't help but think about, you know, we just always kind of tend to go there. I did a video that said now by the time to buy a house. And I, and I had someone post it on social media for me. It was just me driving in my Jeep going, I don't know. I know now is a kind of a questionable time, but what I see on the horizon, information I'm seeing, I think now's the time to really consider it. And I meant not maybe that day, but I meant, you know, this season. Mm-hmm. Seemed like the prices are coming down, those kind of things. And it was a one minute, just, hey, by the way, I want you to start thinking about it. And I didn't know this, but I was told by one of the employees here that there was comments like, no, it's not the right time. And, you know, he's wrong, all these things like that. And it made me smile because, well, I guess they could be right. I guess I could be right. No one knows, right? Oh, I, I think I it's mean, the best time to buy a house. It's a great time to buy. I think I would. I still stand by that. But the point I'm making is you can focus on that negativity. Mm-hmm which is easy. It's easy to be negative. Yes. That's the quick re reaction. That's probably the first thing we do. You have to be the next step beyond that is wait a second. I don't want to be negative. I want to, again, I think from the origination of mankind, those who knew how to build and plant, mm -hmm. do you know how to build and plant and that's yes. building houses and that's planting crops and that's building people and confidence and relationships and planting seeds, build and plant, build and plant, build and plant. If anyone says, well, that's not going to happen. We can't do that. Or now's not the right time. I always say that there's 
those are the no people, the N-O people versus the K-N-O-W people. And it's not the know what's going to come. They just know how to get there. That's two different things, right? Absolutely. You can't tell the future. Like, you know, this is not the right time. Well, I guess I can't tell the future, but I know how to prepare for it. Yes. I know what to do to get there. And that was my offering, my offering. So it's kind of funny for me when I, when I see people's first reaction, no, it's not, no, it's not. Well, that's definitely our first reaction. That's kind of like the innate reaction and you don't go anywhere from there. It's done. Conversation's over. Yeah. you never grow. There's nothing there. It's like, well, how do we build and plant an idea, which I was planting an idea. Hey, you know, this might be a time to consider. Mm -hmm. I really would consider it at least come chat and talk and run the numbers kind of a thing. Right. Mm -hmm. It just made me smile by no means that it make me feel a challenge or anything like that because, okay, that's fine. It, there's a point they could be, they could be right. You know, oh my goodness, this huge recession came. We should have waited. You don't ever know that's coming. You never know no. that's coming. Never. You no. might, you might guess right, mm -hmm. but you know, but it's never a sure thing, you're right? Building and planting. You're going to always know how to get through whatever comes. Yes. Yes. That's so the K N O W versus the N O is, and it's no one know. And so people sometimes can't decipher it or see it. Anyway, that's my I, little, two I really cents. like that. <laughs> that's my two cents on the whole variable of how to get there. Now you started this business. How? I know, I know the backstory. <laughs> it really wasn't necessarily your idea. In fact, you left Heber. I left Heber. So my parents both owned stores in the Valley. Mm -hmm. My, right. my mom oh. owned a floral mm -hmm. store and women's clothing. Entrepreneurs and this, at heart. Yes. And she was very successful mm -hmm. and did it really well. And growing up in high school, I ran her little store and I got to go to the clothing market and do mm -hmm. all the things. And it was, it was awesome. Mm -hmm. And when I graduated high school, they told me you're going to Dixie because you're going to get a business degree and you're going to come back and run mom's business. Mm -hmm. And my dad had at this time, he's a trained electrician, a master electrician, mm -hmm. but he got tired of working in the cold. So he opened this furniture store. Interesting. And when he originally opened it, it was called Heirloom Oak. Mm -hmm. I remember that. So they do this. I get married. I moved to California and Las Vegas. So you didn't go work for him? Well, I did for a little while. When we were, I got married and we lived in Provo for a little mm -hmm. while. Okay. In fact, Bree and I carpooled up to Heber at the same time because oh. she was working. There was a little store where the Good Day Coffee is. Yeah. And she was running that. Oh, cool. And so the two of us car pulled up to Heber. Mm -hmm. And then my husband got a job in California. So off we went. Yeah. And I didn't know anything. I thought, well, I've always worked at my mom's flower shop. So I'll go run flower shops. Mm -hmm. So I did. Mm -hmm. And I was great at it. And I liked it. And it was fine. And I love pretty things. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. and then moved to Las Vegas because jobs changed. Mm -hmm. And husband. for my husband, mm -hmm. and I got a job being the head designer at MGM Grand, doing celebrities' parties. How, how did that happen? Um, again, I went, well, what do I know? I know flowers. Mm -hmm. So I went and interviewed. I became their wedding person. So mm -hmm. I did all the weddings. Okay. I got really tired of that. And I said, can I please train to do something different? Mm -hmm. And so they, in yeah, I'm already in. You. They liked me. They liked my work. Mm -hmm. And so then they, I started coming up with the designs for celebrity parties. Mm -hmm. And it was really fun. I had a great time doing it. 
marriage was ending at that point. Mm -hmm. My friends moved over to Bellagio from mm -hmm. MGM. I got a job offer at Bellagio and I had to sit down and look at my life and go, okay, do I want to stay in Las Vegas divorced and alone mm -hmm. working in flowers or do I want to come home and do something different? Mm -hmm. And my parents came down actually one night I showed up from work and my house had been moved out. And my dad said, I don't know what's going on, but you're moving home now. <laughs> and he had unloaded my entire house while I wasn't there. He left me with a suitcase and one plate and a fork and a knife and a cup and said, as long as you want to stay, here you go. But the rest of it is going home. And he left. How'd that make you feel? I was angry. Mm. I've never been so angry and scared. Mm -hmm. And I mean, my world was crashing. I didn't tell my dad what was happening. Mm. And he just... So all your problems had been internal. Yeah. Yes. I hadn't shared with anyone. Why? I Because I'm strong enough not to. Mm. <laughs> and I, I've always felt like my burdens are mine and not for anyone else. <laughs> so... They moved me out. I stayed about a month mm -hmm. because I had a job and I'm not one to just quit and walk away. Mm -hmm. So I decided, well, all my stuff is gone. I have to move home. So I quit my job and drove back to Utah by myself. And that was the most heart-wrenching drive ever. I screamed and cried for the whole six hours home. Because? I was... I didn't know where, where my life was going. Mm -hmm. I had no direction. My marriage was ending and it was ending in a really awful way. Mm -hmm. And I was being forced to move mm -hmm. back to my hometown that I, I just, I felt like I was failing in everything. Oh, but you hate that. I hate to fail. Like, and it felt like failure. I, I was totally failing. Mm -hmm. I was just, I was, I was in the gutter mm -hmm. And I didn't have any friends that I was moving home to. And I was, I was paranoid. I was going to come home and live in the house that I grew up in, go back to the church that I grew up in mm -hmm. and have nothing. You went backwards in a sense. I went totally backwards. Mm -hmm. And when I came home first day at church, I had two types of people that came up to me first. What happened? Why are you here? Why is your life like this? Mm -hmm. And the second just put their arm around me and said, it's okay. I don't want to know, but I'm here. Hmm. That second person saved me. The second part was a little better. The second part That's was a little be, better. Right? Yes. The first part made me angry. I, ca I came home and I was just more anger, <laughs> more anger. And so I went back to school. My dad said, Hey, you need a job. We've closed your mom's store because of health issues. And so you're going to come and work for me. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, here we go again. Yep. And I feel like in my life, I've never had a real choice at mm -hmm. what I wanted to be when I grew up. Mm -hmm. In fact, I wanted to be a marine biologist. Mm -hmm. And I had pictures of the ocean. And my mom came in and said, take all those pictures down. That's not what you're going to be. And I don't want you moving to the ocean. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there went that one. Mm -hmm. So I moved. I came home. My dad, We I just helped him change his name to mountain lodge furnishings mm -hmm. and he was just in that transition of competing against rc willie mm -hmm. or taking it a step up so i thought okay this is a challenge 
when I went to work for my dad, he had rows of recliners and rows of sofas and I mean, just rows of stuff. And I said, this looks so ugly. I cannot work in here. It's not like a house. No, it's not like a house. It's, it looks horrible. And I'm, I just don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. And he said, fine, fix it. Mm -hmm. So I remember there, it, this is really bad. There was this black velvet couch <laughs> and it looked like someone had taken blue and pink and yellow paint and threw on it. And then he had this blacker, black lacquer, ugly, like bed with it. And he goes, if you can make that look good and sell it, you've got a job. <laughs> and I was okay. Challenge on. You need to have some sort of downtown. I shouldn't say pimp, but you know, Oh man, certain... there's been several pimp sofas in there that yeah, I'm like, okay. Oh, so I made a little vignette out of it and I sold it hmm. and I went, Oh my gosh, this, I did something. Mm -hmm. And I went to market positive super positive feeling. All of a sudden I'm going, okay, mm -hmm. maybe, maybe I'm good at this. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what I was good at. And I've never really been taught anything other than family business. Sure. So I went to market with him. He let me start picking product for the store, knowing that we were at that time, like high-end rustic was really popular. Mm -hmm. So we went after the great top brand names and it scared my dad to death because we were spending more money, cost more. cost more money. And he, I had to start hiding the invoices from him because he was so stressed at how much. So I started painting walls in there, making vignettes. And then people started asking, who did that? Mm -hmm. Who's the buyer for this? I want you to come and decorate my home. Mm. And so I started going into people's homes and giving them paint colors and doing bookshelves and setting up a room. And then it was, well, I also want you to pick out this and this and this, and I'm building a home. Will you help me pick out what elements I should have on the outside and what lighting I should have and what, and I have just put on my big girl boots mm -hmm. and gone, okay, I can do this. Mm -hmm. And I found I have a passion in pretty things. I've always worked around it. Mm -hmm. I love color, like color. If I could now going back, if I could pick one thing to really be good at, it would be color. Hmm. I love color. Tell me more what you mean by color. I just, I, I love, I love color. Like, like I love rainbow to colors or what? look at a wall and go, okay, what colors do I see in that? Hmm. There's a blue undertone or a green undertone and it works really well with this and this. Mm -hmm. And it looks horrible with this and this. And I Let's love see. like setting a mood with a color palette. I don't know. It's mm. just really fun for me. You're an artist at heart. And a, an artist at heart. So mm. we have this transition and the store is really successful. Um, Tell me what kind of growth you experienced. Oh, I bet his growth probably tripled. 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 So 300%. Yes. And my dad would give me a number and say, I want you to hit this number. Mm. And I say, okay. And I did. Mm. And and then we had an 08 recession. Oh, yes. That was awesome to go through. Nothing like retail during the Oh, well, and not just retail. I have learned that furniture, mm -hmm. that is 100% a want. Yeah. You need a car mm -hmm. before you need furniture. Mm -hmm. You need clothing before you need furniture. You'll buy makeup 
before you buy furniture. You can always sit on that couch. You can always sit on that couch or go to grandma's house and that old one sitting in the basement mm -hmm. or the DI. Mm -hmm. You don't need a new couch ever. Mm -hmm. So the furniture industry is the very first to fill any hiccup mm. in the economy and the very last to recover. Okay. So you've got a risky little situation. I here. have a very risky little situation. <laughs> in fact, I was calling, we're going to start seeing a recession mm -hmm. months and months and months ago. Mm. But with that, I went, I looked at my own business and said, okay, we have mm -hmm. to pivot. We have to pivot and we, we have pivot. to, yes, it's, it's a real word and you have to relook at it. And so I went, how do we bring people in all the time and not just for a sofa? How am I going to pay my rent and continue to grow without relying on the economy for a sofa? So and it's you do it? been fantastic back in Oh, March, I bought a, over a hundred thousand dollars in Christmas decor and I'm watching of it year, of this year. Mm -hmm. I'm watching it come through in July and August and boxes and boxes. I think I made my employees cry because they were like, what did you do? And I said, I don't know, but we're just going to figure it out and hope that my gut was right. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, they all told me this was the dumbest mistake you could have ever made. I don't know how we're going to sell all of this. Yeah. And I said, well, I don't know how else we're going to get through because my gut is when December comes around and November, the housing market is going to be very different. Yep. And it is mostly gone. Mm -hmm. All of my Christmas, Christmas stuff. stuff is mostly gone. And people are coming to me for gifts and I need this and I need this. And the, Feedback that I've gotten from our customers is, oh, wow, we love the change. It's been so positive. In fact, a lady came in probably about a month ago and she said, I want you to know that you're the biggest buzz over in Park City. Really? Yes. And I said, what do you mean by that? And she goes, we all knew you as a rustic log furniture mm -hmm. store. And so I've had this like hurdle. How do I change yeah, that yeah. mentality? from a really successful log furniture store to not that anymore. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we changed the name. We've changed. Mountain Refined. Yes, Mountain Refined. The furniture is more refined. Everything in there is, I've dialed it in. Mm -hmm. And I keep dialing it in. It's never going to be perfect. Right, right, right. So with that, she came in and she goes, I had to just see. So she spent about 45 minutes just wandering. And I said, please just wander. And then I want to know your true feedback. Mm -hmm. And she just, she sang praises mm -hmm. like this is so fun. And, and it was a fun store and it felt good. And so it's, I'm never there. I'm never going to be there. How did you get through the 2008, 2012 thing? We did it on a skeleton crew. Mm -hmm. I'm very blessed because we have a large showroom. I think mm -hmm. that is something that, it's a double-edged sword, right? Mm -hmm. You pay a high amount of rent for mm -hmm. that and overhead. But at the same time, I have a lot of stuff that I can show. I see. So if you just don't need... They see it. It's an impulse buy. Yeah. Oh, 100%. That's why. Okay. So it's, it's an impulse buy. So. Okay. So what's your advice to somebody who's thinking about, 
I don't know, what's your advice to somebody who's struggling to make the next step in their business to grow? So you've grown this business. Now that was a 300% growth. Where are we at today? So you bought the business. I you bought actually, the business. Let me skip that step. Yes. You bought the business in 2016? Yep, 2016 I bought it. It's almost paid off. Almost paid parents. off. Hallelujah. Yeah, you're <laughs> almost there, which is just a cool thing. And then you're going to pivot there. Maybe maybe build a new store as an idea. That's like, what I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm hoping. Um, I, you know, I would say never be satisfied with reaching your goal. Hmm. Always have a new goal. It could be, I mean, I, I, I love setting goals mm -hmm. because I love to reach them. It mm -hmm. feels like a a win at the end of the mm -hmm, game. Mm -hmm. But why would you be satisfied just stopping there? Mm -hmm. Even my brand and the name of the store, I just sat down with somebody and said, I want to rework it. It's, I just need to fine tune it. I need to make it different. So I think if you're constantly growing and in this economy and in this market and in the whole world, we're, we're just changing. Nothing is where it was two years ago. So if you're not setting new goals and figuring out what type of hard work you need to put in to reach it, you're never going to grow. You're never going to get there. So this is going to have to be a to be continued. There's so <laughs> much more to talk about. But I want to ask this as a final question for this episode, and then I'm going to invite you back. Is that okay? Sure. So I want to take the question and say, you're driving home from Vegas. You said something about, you know, upset, yelling, feeling. Yes. I know because we're friends that you have a very positive marriage. Yes. Four kids. Yes. Little wild four boys. boys. Four boys. And a business that's thriving that's your own. Teach us. Teach us what happened in the how. Such a loaded question. You're really good at these. We're going we're to do the short version right now, and this might be the, the next episode. Um, I have always been one that I think determination, you know, determination and, and not, and not being okay with failing, not being okay. Like, I could have come home and just had a pity party for my entire life. Mm -hmm. We all know people that have done that. Mm -hmm. This tragic thing Imagine happened. Issues I've, on top of that. Oh, I mean, maybe not even having children. I yes. Mean, I mean, there's yes. A, you've told me many beautiful things of your life. That I'm like, Oh, it smokes. Yes. But I didn't share those with you to have you feel sorry for me right. no, at all. I wanted to share those with you because you're my friend mm -hmm. and I wanted to get to know you and I trust you. And I like, you're someone that I look up to. If I could say who was my mentor in town, I would say it's Tom Stone. I want to be just like that's him. A well, that's a compliment and I appreciate that. Very much. But it's true. And I think that because, I for that, <laughs> but if I look for people that help me want to be better and then I can be that in return, like I hope to be you one day. I hope that I can take somebody that is struggling and saying, you know what, life is hard. And I can relate to that because I've been through this or this. And I want to help you. I want to help you learn about your business or learn how to grow or learn how to set goals and reach them. That's why this community is so great. And that's mm -hmm. why like working with your competitor or your friends mm -hmm. or networking, 
get out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. It's comfortable to feel sorry for yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's comfortable to always have that crutch to lean on, but knock that crutch out. And you have to learn how to walk. And you have to learn who again. again. You thought you already did know, but yes, you, do it again. you have to do it again. And this time you might have different people that are you're leaning on mm -hmm. so that when you fall, they're not letting you fall. They're pushing you back up, not doing it for you, but saying, Hey, if you'll grab this railing, you'll make it. So that's maybe how you get there. <laughs> Where are you going to be in five and 10 years? Where am I going to be? Mm -hmm. I'm going to own my business. Mm -hmm. I'm going to own some property, mm -hmm. retail or commercial property on Main Street in Heber. Mm -hmm. I I have um, plans drawn up for my dream home. Mm -hmm. So on ten acres, I heard. On ten acres, I might settle for an acre right off the gate just to build ten acres down the road. So, but my dream home, I want at least an acre mm -hmm. for that to be on so I can finish raising my kids and making a place for them to enjoy their childhood. Mm -hmm. And I want this vintage Bronco. That's right. <laughs> I want a vintage Bronco. <laughs> so, you know, and, and I, I hope to be um, a statement name in the community, someone that people want to know and want to work with and know that I'm a doer. That's why I invited you, just so you know. That's why I said, hey, will you please do a podcast? Because the purpose of these, this podcast is what you just said. I know people. I've heard your story. And I'm like, I think she needs to have, your story needs to be heard by somebody else. I told you my own daughter last year went through a divorce and some other things that she's going through. Not the same story, but some similarities. Mm -hmm. And I hope she um, gets a chance to say, hey, hey, Nicole, Let's go to lunch. Let's chat. Let's have a conversation. And at the end of the day, what I've learned is the only changes real, the only real changes that happen are one-on-one. -on -one. Yes. As a business, you do have to do marketing to the masses and stuff like that, but it's the person who walks in the store. that You have this one-on-one -on -one relationship with uh, your, your, your employees, your store and you, mm -hmm. and they want to come back because they like you, they trust you. And then of course your own relationships and so forth. And in the, the day, Yes, you need to take care of yourself. You need to love yourself. You need to make sure all those things are taken care of. But it's really a, a fulfilling part of life to say, I love people. I love that person. And and by the way, sometimes love is, hey, by the way, we could do things, things a little different here. Yes. It is yes. always, you know, always positive and such. But it is, hey, let's talk about how we can pivot together. Yes. Either from a mentor role or a partner role or a friend role or whatever it might be. But what don't you think that that's part of like a true mentor? A true mentor is never going to sugarcoat it. And I think that's what I like about you is like, you'll just call it and say, Hey, what, this is wrong, but what do you think about it? And here's well, what I, hope, I, I see. I hope when you hear that, you hear in my tone that because I, I do it because I care. Oh, 100%. And I know that. And, and I think when you create that relationship, I mean, you could tell me, Nicole, that, color looks horrible on you. Don't wear it again. And I would go, Oh, I trust his opinion because you only want good things for me. Well, that just made my day. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't plan for this, but boy, that was like uh, certainly a favorite moment for me. So thank you, Nicole. I do think there's more to talk about. Literally we kind of like went up to the point of 2008, went up to the point of you want a vintage Bronco. I think we should talk <laughs> about that. And also just the evolution. So, you know, 
you're gonna you're gonna move down these steps of I want to build a store, I want to build a house. By the way, did you hear the word build? Build. Yeah, it's build a good time to build. build. We'll build and plant. Build and plant. Yes. If you're building and planting, and it's relationships, and it's houses, and it's buildings, and so forth, that is a civilization that's growing and an economy that's growing. Is when you build things and when you plant things and then you become things. Yes. And you become them yourself and you become them together. Yes. There's the magic potion, I guess, huh? I think I think we nailed it. So are you okay to come back? Absolutely. Okay. I love chatting with you. All right. Okay. We'll do it again. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks, everyone. This is Dollars and Sensibility, and I'm Tom Stone. Thank you for listening, and thanks for getting real with me. So next step is to answer your questions. Come see me, Guild Mortgage, 435-654-9979 or goaplastom.com.